Hey friends, it's Mark James. It's Thursday, innit? In it though. Ask me what I've done today. Go on, ask me. You're not asking. What you're doing is you're waiting for me to talk again. <laughs> Don't do that. Go on, just say. Just say now, go. What have you been doing, Mark? Nothing. That's what I've been doing. Absolutely nothing. I woke up this morning with the very best intentions. I really did. I got weighed. I'd lost a pound from yesterday, even though I ate, but I did the walk. And then I looked out the window. It was pouring rain, blistering rain. I set the alarm at 6.30. My plan was going to be get up at 6.30, do the walk, half the walk, get home, take Joshua to school, park the car, do the second half of the walk. Just walk to town and back twice is the same as walking to the football club and back once. But at 6.30 when the alarm went off, actually I woke up at 6.29 and I looked to see what time it was and the alarm went off in my hand. So I just managed to turn it off quickly before it woke Sarah up. Although she was probably already awake because she tosses and turns and spends half the night awake as well anyway. But um, yeah, I turned the alarm off. I reset it for eight because I could hear the rain. It was even worse at eight. But I took Joshua to school in the car and then I've been in the house all day. I went to play Call of Duty. I was fuming because of the update. There was a 70, no, 22 gigabyte update for season six. Looks good, but it was updating, so I couldn't play that. Oh, what has gone on? What things do I want to talk to you about today? Well, um, let's start with, let me just make a note so I don't forget, because there's three things that occurred to me um, that I wanted to bring up. And the first one is, you're probably wondering how I got on with the computer situation. I forgot to update it yesterday. Remember I said I was going to do the old MacBook switcheroo on the screen? Well, I took them back. Have I talked about this already? Did I mean, I did. I did say switching screens. Um, but did I mention that the when I took the back off, I realised that they weren't the same and that's why I couldn't do it? I think I said I was going to do it, yeah. Well, I failed. Because I took the back off Sarah's and I was able to undo all the wires to completely remove the screen as per the video instructions. I completely removed the screen from the hinge and everything. So I had a keyboard section and a screen section entirely separate. I thought this is going very well. Then I got my computer. I took the back off that. It was different. <laughs> I looked in. All the wires were different. All the connections were different. Basically the same layout, but not the same stuff. So I realized that I could not connect the screen to, um, I couldn't connect the old screen to my computer. So now I need to get a new MacBook from somewhere, which was absolutely not on the list of things that I was planning to do. Because it's a fortune, isn't it? But mine has got a big thick line down the left side of the screen and it's a nightmare to use. So I'm going to have to somehow, I'm going to have to buy one off eBay or something. I'll tell you what though, oh God, I'm annoyed today. My car needed taxing. For Americans, this might not be the same, but you have to pay road tax on your car every year. And you can buy either six months or um, a year. And if you buy a year, it's usually like um, 210 pound or something like that. And then six months is 110, or at least it is in my car. So you save 10 pound if you buy a full year, but I only buy six months. And so I bought the six months, but little did I realize that it starts, it's valid from the beginning of the month that you buy it in. So mine was running out tomorrow and I thought, oh, well, I better get it bought. I should have waited until the 1st of October because I bought it and it came up valid from the 1st of September. So I've paid 
and 30 days have gone by that are just useless. I already had tax for and I've wasted a whole month. So now I'm going to have to buy it a month earlier next year than I was expecting. It's one thing after the other. It takes the piss. So I was fuming about that. What a waste. Um, and now I've got to find a MacBook from somewhere. God, will it never end. Um, but thankfully, we're making hand over fist on cakes. <laughs> we're really not. We did send out 20 orders. Uh, hey, friends, as sponsored by The Curious Cake Shop. Please follow along online. It's got a Facebook page now. I'll tell you what, though. This is why I brought this up. Sarah said to me, don't mention the cake thing every day. People are going to get bored of hearing you talk about the cake thing. Well, here's something to tell you. Nothing necessarily to do with the cake thing. I shared it on my Facebook page, my magic Facebook page, Mark James Sleight of Hand Magic and Comedy. Somebody commented saying, uh, this was like a week ago now, somebody commented saying, hmm, um, saw your show at uh, so-and-so place and it was quite good. But seeing you peddling your wife's cakes on Facebook takes the magic out of it a little bit. <laughs> and I said, what? Uh, I don't understand what you mean. And they put, I just think it's unprofessional. And I thought, well, if you think that's unprofessional, you should listen to my podcast. So how's this for unprofessional? You absolute wank stain. Unfollow my page immediately. I don't need you. I hope you listen to this podcast and realize what a grade A twat you are. Sharing your wife's business because you're proud that they've started a brand new thing in the midst of a pandemic that has entirely stopped you from earning any money for the best part of six months is not unprofessional in the slightest. How's about we change our attitudes completely? Instead of constantly telling people that their behavior is unprofessional, why don't we learn that we weren't born to act like professional working tools 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. Your life is not your work. It can be a huge part of it. It can be a huge part of your motivation, but it's not all of it. And so I posted in reply to this person, um, you know, what's unprofessional about it? I'm just a guy who works as a comedian and a magician. I diminished, you know, the fact that it's my job. I love it and it's a huge part of my life. But I also am a dude who gets up at eight o'clock in the morning and takes his son to school. I'm also a guy who cries when he watches Titanic. Yes, not kidding, every time. I'm also a guy who wipes his ass, looks at the toilet paper to see if there's any shit on it, folds the paper in half and uses that same piece to wipe again, then throws it in the toilet if I can't get it down into quarters. We're not made of money. And then continues to wipe his ass and look at the paper until the paper is clean and then assumes his ass is clean and flushes the toilet, pulls up his pants and walks away. That's pretty much everybody's system, right? I haven't just outed myself as a total ass wiping freak. <laughs> There's the title of the podcast, Ass Wiping Freak. Um, yeah. So, and by the way, the on the screen thing, one broken screen, because now Sarah's one that she never uses is broke. Mine continues to be broke, and I'm too broke to buy a new one, so I'm triple broke. So this episode's going to be called Triple Broke, Arse Wiping Freak. <laughs> oh my god, I'm an hour late as well. I was going to get it up by three, uh, two o'clock. Um, but my friend Joanna, she called me and I missed it. So I called her back and we ended up talking for an hour. So it is entirely Joanna's fault, um, that I'm an hour late. And she said she was happy to shoulder the blame. So yeah, we're not just made to work. Sharing your wife's business 
is fine. It's something to be proud of, and I hope it does well. You know, her selling brownie, uh, not brownies, bloody brownies, her selling Rocky Road last week made way more money than the thing I've spent the last 20 years of my life doing. So if I'm prioritizing that at the minute, I think that's okay. And I really think, I know that you you all will as well, because you're, you know, normal, nice people. But I think we should all just get on board with the fact that things are not normal right now. Like, come on, why would you criticize somebody for doing that? What a wanker. That's all I can say about it. I should have put, if you think that's unprofessional, you should hear my podcast. <laughs> but I didn't because I don't share the podcast on that page because this is a bit of a new venture. And so, you know, you do have to protect your brand a bit. But Jesus Christ, what a tosspot. So that annoyed me. Speaking of my friend Joanna, she we went to school together and um, she's always been one of my very best friends. One of the few people that I went to school with that I still speak to on a weekly basis. And um, she's always been, I tell you what, she got me through my drama exam um, with an A, to be fair. Thanks, mate. And uh, she's been a shoulder to cry on ever since. And God, have I done some crying. But she told me something that really shocked me because she's now a drama teacher. And I said, oh, you should get the drama job back at our old school. And she said, they don't teach drama at our school anymore. And that kind of broke my heart a little bit to find out that the school I went to no longer offers the subject that for me was a bit of a refuge. You know, I did all right at school and my exam results were fine and I didn't have the worst time ever or anything like that. I don't have one of them stories of, you know, I was bullied relentlessly, but I came out of my shell in the drama class. Basically, we sat around and played Wink Murder most of the time, which I'm reliably informed by Joanna. It's not even a proper drama game. (laughs) I even took on a bit of her accent then while I said it. Wink Murder. If you know what Wink Murder is, you've obviously been to, you know, youth drama club or something. But um, we sat around and played that. And the teacher was great. And, you know, she was an English teacher, actually, I've just found out, that uh, took on the role of drama teacher. But she was great fun, and I always liked them lessons. But I find out that that is no longer an option for kids that went to that school. I just find it pretty disastrous. But then I think in the modern world right now, it must be tough to be a drama teacher, to turn up and go to school and say, learn this thing, but there's not currently any employment doing it. Of course, there always will be. Television and everything's not going to go away. But, you know, theatre acting at the minute, there's no theatre jobs. They'll come back, but it is weird when you think about it like that. It's kind of like giving someone a million Prussian francs. Like you're dealing them a currency that doesn't exist anymore. It's sort of useless. I'm a millionaire in, you know, rubles. Well, they still have rubles, don't they? So that doesn't work. That's my brain letting me down again like it always does. Speaking of the modern world, I watched the presidential debate yesterday. I I don't use the term clusterfuck very frequently. (laughs) But it's the only way to describe it. I mean, what was that? What, what, it was like uh, Waldorf and Statler on Sesame Street, just two old guys bickering with each other more than they were arguing about the points that were coming up. I don't want to get overly political again, like twice in the same week. I, I would have to say Biden came out on top, but you know, a bit of snot in a jar would come out on top against uh, Donald Trump. Literally, some bogeys in a jar would be better than Donald Trump. He's just a moron and the worst part of it was when they said to him so will you come out now and denounce um white supremacists will you tell them to stand back will you tell them to stand down and he said what do you say do you say stand back and stand ready let me just check what he said exactly 
because um, this is bad. He said, oh, yeah, here we go. So he was asked to denounce white supremacists. And he said, which ones? And Joe Biden said, the Proud Boys, which is a white supremacist organization that oddly enough wear Fred Perry shirts. But anyway, Fred Perry have denounced them as well. He said, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And then immediately started jumping all over the left and Antifa and stuff like that. I mean, God, this is a guy who in a presidential debate has just refused to denounce white supremacists. How are we even here? Once upon a time, a single scandal could unseat a president. Bill Clinton got a blowjob in his office and he was out the next week. You know, Donald Trump is refusing to denounce white supremacists. He's a racist, misogynistic, borderline Nazi. And he keeps raising the height of the hoops that his supporters have to jump through to support him. But they never let him down. They just continue to support. It honestly blows my mind. I don't get it at all. I mean, I wouldn't pick either of these guys. Why do we keep electing presidents that are about 90 years old? As Chris Rock said, how are you going to worry about the future when you ain't going to be here? <laughs> we don't need a president with a bucket list. Like, you've got to be 34. I mean, Bart will correct me if I'm wrong here because he uh, often reinforms me on uh, American things I've gotten wrong and I appreciate it, by the way. Yeah, I think you've got to be 34 to run for president. So, um... AOC, who I really like, she'll she'll run, I'm sure of it. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she'll run for president at some point. What is she now, 33? She just short on it. Um, I can see her going for VP in the meantime. Um, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's enough about American politics because I don't want to come across as misinformed. And I am British, so there are sometimes... Little minutiae that you miss out on or fail to understand. But it would be... And, you know, you can... If your if your opinions are built on a slight incorrect assumption, then everything else on top of that assumption has the potential to fall down if that assumption is taken away. So I don't want to get too deep into that until I've looked more at it. But it's pretty hard to misunderstand the fact that the guy failed to denounce white supremacists. So there you go. So to triple broke. What did I say it was going to be? Triple broke. Ass uh, ass swiping freak. <laughs> Sesame Street. No, the Mupp no, is it the Muppets or Sesame Street? Sesame Street, isn't it? Waldorf and Statler. God, no drama on the curriculum. Unprofessionalism. I really that's a point though. Let's stop worrying about coming across as unprofessional. You know, you are allowed to be a real person as well as whatever you do for a job. It's all right, especially now. People like that better, don't they? I always thought that when I shared personal stuff on my real Facebook page, my not my real one, my, my business one, most of the time, that's the stuff people really respond to. You know, with kind of all of these shows that show the person behind Celebrity and Love Island and, you know, The Bachelor, I don't know what the American versions are, but all of these shows that kind of show who people really are. People get famous without talent now. We love real people. Isn't that what everybody likes these days? I don't know. I really don't know. Ah, oh, that's today's episode. This is what happens when I don't walk and don't do anything. I'm just in a shitty mood. I hope it was still funny, though. <laughs> oh, it's raining outside as well still. Tomorrow I'm going to start the podcast with death. I'm going to tell you about this gravestone um, in the town that I grew up in. Because uh, I remembered it this morning, but I've run out of time for today. But it is funny. 
Um, we'll talk about that. I tell you what we'll do between now and tomorrow. Let's, because uh, I'm driving to a gig tomorrow as well, so I'm going to do the episode at um, at a service station like I did the other week. I'm actually driving to the exact same venue. Do you remember when I did the episode from a service station the other week? I'm driving to that same gig again tomorrow. So this is what we'll do to mix it up. If you listen to the podcast, and I know that, you know, 60 to 70 people are currently listening at the moment, on average per episode, between now and tomorrow, drop me a question. Send me a random question, and you can put whether or not you want your name to be mentioned in it or not. But send me any question you want about some freaky thing that you do, or that you wonder if I do, or you want my opinion on something like an Agony Ant-style column. Just send me anything. And if you put the if you put don't reveal name, just put your question and then put do not reveal or put your question and don't write anything. And I might mention your name. But if you don't want me to mention your name, I promise I absolutely will not. And just ask me anything at all. And I promise whatever you ask, I will give an honest answer tomorrow on the podcast. Why not? That'll be fun. Uh, that's today, friends. Send me a question right now. Think of something and send it to me and I'll answer it tomorrow. Class. Um, I still love you all. Thanks for listening. When I check how many people listened and I see the numbers have flown up, it really does make me happy and it makes this worth doing. So um, I appreciate the feedback and everything. It's awesome. Doing this podcast, a couple of people have mentioned like, oh, listening to this has got me through the last month. Honestly, doing this has got me through the last month. So cheers, everyone. Um, Stay awesome and uh, follow my wife's page, The Curious Cake Shop, and then send me a question. Bye, friends.